0: Welcome to Grace Life Church Podcast. If you would like any more information about us, please visit our website, gracelife.com.au. I'm going to go from Luke chapter 1. I'm going to go from verse 26 through to 38. And before we read, I want to ask God's Spirit to speak to us. Can we do that together? I, I know that there are, uh, there's some excitement in the air and we're celebrating Christmas, but it's got to be God's spirit that does a work. And we can't miss Jesus out in the celebration. Father, we come to you in the only name that matters, the name of Jesus, the one that we're celebrating today. And we ask that you would speak clearly, powerfully, divinely, but deeply to us. Remind us of your goodness and your promises. Encourage us, inspire us, and challenge us even. By your grace, we pray. God's people said, amen, wonderful. Okay, so Luke chapter one. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, O favoured one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. Verse 31, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You shall call his name Let it be to me according to your word, and the angel departed from her. I was raised for the first couple of years of my life as a Catholic, and in Catholicism there is, I think, uh, an overemphasis on Mary, particularly Mary as a deity, as a divinity, Mary Uh, as someone that we worship and that we pray to the Bible is clear that we're to not do that very clear that we are not to pray to Mary we are not to pray to other saints pray to other saints we pray to Jesus we pray to our God and in saying that however we must accept that there was something special about Mary here there was something unique about Mary here this teenage girl, this young woman, had a heart for God and God chose her for something. Mary, in a sense, as we read this, can be a type of picture for us, for whom when God plants his word inside of us, we have an opportunity to carry. Here's a quote from um, a lady by the name of barbara taylor in one of her reflections it says this mary wins her place in history not to her cleverness nor for her beauty nor even for her goodness she becomes the most important woman in the world simply because she is willing to say yes to an angel's strange proposal without a clue where it'll lead her. Doing so, she becomes the prototype for all of us who are into, invited to bear God into the world. I think that's a really interesting quote for us. We see in the sixth month, which is the sixth month of the pregnancy of Elizabeth, an angel appears And this is what the angel says. Greetings, O favoured one, the Lord is with you. Can you imagine an angel rocking up? Greetings, O favoured one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Don't be afraid. You have found favor with God behold you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus he will be great and will be called the son of the most high and the lord god will give him the throne of his father david and he will reign over the far he will reign over the house of jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end we can draw a few things from the life of mary particularly here some lessons The first thing we see mary do is she let the word come to her she let the word come the the word came through the angel now perhaps for you a word has come through the scripture perhaps it's been in prayer perhaps it's been through someone else and a word has come to you the question we then ask is when god gives us a word or he gives us a promise he gives us something like a seed. What will we do with that word? What will we do with it? Now, what we see this young woman do is she, is she was seeking for a witness. Always seek a witness to the promise when it's given. So what does she do? She starts to wrestle with it. She starts to wrestle with it. She goes, hang on a second, hang on a second. How will this be? You're telling me that I'm gonna have a son, but I'm 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 so young. I I haven't been intimate with anybody. And you're telling me that I'm gonna I'm gonna have a son. Not just I'm not just gonna conceive, I'm not just gonna fall pregnant. You've given me his name and you've told me some things now about his future that he will be great and he will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David he'll reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there'll be no Hang on a second what 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 are you saying to me and so she's like how is this possible has God ever said something to you that seems so remarkable it just doesn't add up now what do you do when that happens Mary knew that there were some references here to some things written about in Isaiah. In Isaiah, for example, chapter 7, it says this, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So this young lady, this young woman who was heart devoted to god she would have known this and somehow she's connected to this if we read on in chapter 9 verse 6 for us for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace so there is a prophecy that is being fulfilled through this young woman Has God ever said anything to you so crazy that you've just dismissed without actually sitting and inquiring, sitting and wrestling, sitting and seeking some sort of internal conviction? I've shared this before, but I remember in the year 2009, at the end of 2009, I was in a service. I came back from India. Um, from doing a trip over there with the team, I was now on holidays. I had a bad attitude coming into the service. Second row from the back. I was sitting there, Pastor Phil Stevenson, the then senior minister was preaching. And I felt like God speak to me in my bad attitude. I had a bad attitude. I wasn't, I'm like, why are we singing this song again? Haven't we done this 50,000 times already? Don't, don't look at me like you've never thought those same thoughts, right? I was, I had a bad attitude. And I came in, I just thought, I'm just going to see God and wait. and I'm going to pray in the spirit. And I did that. And then all of a sudden God hit me and he gave me a word. He gave me a word that I wasn't happy with. <laughs> Am I the only one that that's happened to? <laughs> he told me that before long, I would be the lead pastor of the congregation, which we were only based in Malaga at the time. I said, I don't want that. Actually, in my heart, I, I wrestled with him. But in my heart, I knew that it was right. It was like my flesh said no, but my spirit said yes. There was an internal struggle of flesh and spirit that was going on inside. Never discount that struggle. It's an important part of our development and maturation. When there's a wrestle, it can often be a sign that God's spirit is doing something. So what I did was over a number of months, I started sitting with, her, I wrestled, I left the room, I wrote, wrote that out of what, what I felt God was saying in a little black book. And within months, there were people that, there were two people that came and said that they felt they had dreams about what I had just shared. And I thought, oh, my giddy aunt, what am I going to do? And then pastor Phil Stevenson said, when he got, when we had just got back from Europe, he said, we need to do this. I feel that you need to take on the leadership of the church. And my heart was so reluctant and so apprehensive and, and, and a little bit nervous. There was a nervous energy going on inside but i thought okay if if this is what you want god i'll I'll do it with everything that i got and let me tell you when you say yes to god it's the best yes you can ever say it is the best thing the first yes and the most important yes is when you give your life to jesus and you say it's all yours not some i'm not just adding you i'm swapping My life for yours. You are now the boss. Once you get that big tick, that big yes sorted out, all the other yeses are small yeses compared to that. Because a yes to Jesus at the beginning really means a yes along the way. So when God confronts you, he challenges you, he inspires you, he instills, he deposits, whatever that is, you always keep that in the back of you. You have to think, hang on a second. I remember the yes I gave back then, which informs any yes right about now. So, when God gives you that word, when God gives you that promise though, the question is, will you work it through? Because it's not always going to happen straight away. Sometimes it's going to take a long time. My submission, brothers and sisters, is now, this Sunday, the 17th of December, 2023, consider what God has spoken to you what promise he has given to you and make sure you've got a strong witness a strong conviction in your heart about it and don't let it go it doesn't matter how crazy it looks on the outside Mary doesn't ask hang on a second hang on a second I'm 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 a teenager and I haven't been with another man she doesn't ask what's it going to look like how am I going to explain this? These questions obviously will be going through her mind. I can get in trouble for this. Hang on a second. It's, this is going to be really awkward. It's quite an unpopular move. But she's working this through. And we see a dialogue continue with the angel. Then says verse 35. The angel said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. We see verse 7, actually, it says that Elizabeth had no child because she was advanced in her years. She was past it. But see, God did a miracle with Elizabeth. And here the angel is reminding her of that miracle. For nothing will be impossible with God. 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 Impossible with, God. with man, impossible. But with God, all things are possible. I don't care what it looks like on the surface. It doesn't mean that things aren't happening beneath it. Just because you don't see a tree, a plant coming up on the surface doesn't mean that there's nothing healthy going on underneath. Just because you haven't received your breakthrough yet doesn't mean your faith is not working. Some things just take time and here we see an encouragement that we've got to let the spirit come and do what the spirit wants to do what kind of spirit is he he's a holy spirit he's a different spirit he's incorruptible as a spirit he is god's spirit and it's only the holy spirit that when he comes and he fills doesn't say indwell the indwelling came later the spirit came to indwell later but when there was an infilling Something happened. We see in the Old Testament, when the Holy Spirit would fill somebody, there was something extravagant, something extraordinary that took place. And we need the Holy Spirit to fill us because without him, it's fruitless. True fruit only comes by the Spirit. We can do our own results. We can get our own works, but it's not long lasting. Results we can get. Actions we can do. But fruit comes by the Spirit. It's a fruit of the Spirit. And Galatians connects and contrasts a fruit of the spirit with a work of the flesh. So Mary here is confronted by an angel saying, it's going to be the Holy Spirit that comes on you. He's going to overshadow you. This overshadowing of the Holy Spirit is important to us. It refers to the overshadowing like the Shekinah glory in Exodus. It's like that, the, like, like a cloud that sits over you. There is, the Holy Spirit is going to come, up, come upon you, and by God's Spirit, this is going to happen. So when God gives you a promise, when he gives you a word, when he gives you a seat, your responsibility, my responsibility is to carry it well, to hold it, to know that we've got it, to let that revelation be turned into an inner conviction, and then let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Let the Holy Spirit show you, brothers and sisters. His role is to reveal, it's to lead, it's to empower. So may we pursue a holy impartation and inspiration. May we pursue his impartation and inspiration. So may he impart of himself to us and then inspire us. What is it that the angel reminds Mary of? Mary, listen, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you and this is how it's going to... He's going to overshadow you. It's going to be okay. And, mind you, he then reminds her of Elizabeth, whom she would have been well aware of. God, through the angel, says, consider Elizabeth, who's passed her fruitful years. Of carrying children she's in a six month now consider that she then gives birth to john the baptist as we know who's Jesus' cousin but what god does through the angel is he reminds mary of another miracle and he inspires her this is why it's so important for us to let the holy spirit remind us of previous miracles to remind us of wonderful things that he's done in the past. Do not forget what he's done. Don't leave it to the side. Share your story one with another. My mum has a great story. She's here and I just asked her again. I love this story. I said, Mum, how long were you waiting for since you got that word about being given a house? Because I remember as a kid, I was in church and a prophet man who I didn't know much about. I don't know how this worked. I just remember being in a Pentecostal two-step church service you know what the Pentecostal two-step is, right? My Redeemer lives. In fact, it was probably before that song even came out. It's showing my age now. I remember this prophet guy coming. and he says, Lord's going to bless you with a car. The Lord's going to bless you with a house. He's going to give you a house. I was about 12 years old at the time. It was about 13, 14 years later, my mother was given a house. It wasn't straight away. See, some miracles take time. We want it all straight away, don't we? All straight away. This morning, as I'm praying into and just finalizing the last touches on my slides for my sermon, I'm outside trying to get some peace and quiet. Dogs running died down the street, barking at us, some other dogs, and the neighbor's like, hey, get this dog back. And these girls are going at it over here. And then my one of my girls, I won't mention her name, but she just turned eight. And she just kept Asking me about cake from her birthday that was left over. Dad, can I have the cake now? Dad, can I have some cake? And I said, No, darling. Have your breakfast first. Dad, can I please have some wheatcakes? And she comes every three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. I said, Just before we leave, you can grab that last slice of vanilla cake. And she just couldn't hold on to it. I said, You ask me one more time. You're not getting that. Any parents are picking up what I'm putting down right now. When well, you're just at the end there, well, that's when she shut her mouth. And she eventually got it at nine o'clock. She got her vanilla cake. God bless her. I wonder if sometimes my heavenly father is like that with me. He says, now's not the right time. You just woke up. You need some better food in your tummy first. We'll get some other things sorted out first. And then you can have it. I wonder at times if I'm so impatient with God when he gives me a word. He gives me a promise. I'm carrying like, Let's get this baby out now. says, Hey, take a chill pill, Jill. Just relax, baby. I got this sorted out at the right time, at the appropriate time. Am I the only one? Clearly, lots of halos above heads today, so I'm going to move on. Psalm 105 verse 5, in terms of us remembering how good he is and what he's done. May we remember the wondrous works that he has done. His miracles and the judgment he uttered. How has God spoken to you? Has God impregnated you with a promise or a seed? Don't give up. Don't let go. I don't want in my soul or my spirit a promise that does not come from God. I want it to come from God. But any kind of spiritual impregnation must come from a holy inspiration. It must come from God. It must. Goes on to say, remember Elizabeth as she's carrying a baby? Remember that one? With God, nothing is impossible. He encourages Mary. Nothing will be impossible with God. In fact, another way of interpreting that is no word of God will be powerless. No word of God would be powerless. Many argue, actually, that's a better translation. No word of God will be powerless. See, as far as I'm concerned, I just want to know what did God say? Because God does not lie. He's not a man that he should lie. So if he has said something, I will believe it and that will settle it. Every day of the week. You can take that to the bank. If God said all that we need, when he gives us a promise, all that we're required to do is say, yes, I accept, I believe. That's it. That's all we've got to do. We don't have to work it out. Mary didn't now have to go and try and get pregnant through physical means. She didn't go, oh my goodness. Uh, this is awkward. Uh... I'm betrothed, but I'm not yet married. And there there were several steps here when it came to that day and that age. There was an engagement, which is where the fathers would connect and they would make an agreement when two were going to get married. And then there was the betrothal, which is where vows were made. And at some point, the marriage actually came. At some point in the next year after the betrothal, the husband would come, the man would come at an unknown hour and take the bride and they would go off to be together and consummate their marriage. That's how it worked in that day. So they were at the betrothal. They had already made their vows and it was so serious in fact that to break that, you would have to file for divorce. That's what would happen at the time. And so here we see, she's in a bit of a pickle. Hang on a second. What the... the, 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 This is going to get me in trouble. I'm going to carry a baby and it's not Joseph. I I could die here. Like I could get in really big trouble. This is awkward. But she had to maintain a sense of integrity and just trust God. Are you trusting God this morning? Yes or no? Don't give up. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord let it be to me according to your word. And the angel then departed. You've got to let it be. This is the important point for us. Let it be. When God says something, and the Spirit's working, just sit down and let God do what he wants to do. In other words, just trust, obey, and get out of the way. Just trust, obey, And get out of the way and let God do what he wants to do. And she says something profound. Let it be to me according to your word. Not my word, not my neighbor's word, but your word. Let it be to me. And that, for me, is a great call for all of us. Let it be, whatever it is, let it be to me according to your word and and she she sings a great song a few verses later it's really good my soul magnifies the lord it's all about god it's not about her it's not about her don't you see i'm carrying the savior of the world everybody look at me look at me no she's singing a song of worship and she says my soul magnifies the lord it's always about god he is always the hero every day of the week he is the hero so I know that we can draw and glean from this story and throw ourselves in this story. We can learn from this, but the hero here is God. The hero, it's all about Jesus. It's always been about Jesus and always will be about Jesus. I love our, our, our setup here. I think such a great setup. Born is the king, but right in the middle is the cross. It's the Cross, you saw last week that, that lady I, I showed you, uh, the slide of the lady who's inspired a few of us to put crosses in our front yard with the lights all over it. She said, I just want to let the community know about the love of Christ. It's always got to be about Jesus. But we can't rush it. She had to go through the motions after this. She carried the baby. The Holy Spirit came and she just held on. She hid in her heart that she was carrying the Savior of the world. She had to steward so well what god had put in there and in the fullness of time we heard he came in the fullness of time galatians chapter 4 final verse says this but when the fullness of time had come the fullness of time god sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those who are under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons and because you are sons god has sent the Spirit." of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. So we see uh, a great way of knowing that you are a son and that you are saved, or that you're a daughter and that you're saved, is there is the spirit that is within you calling out, Abba, Father. Father, dear Father. That's how we identify that we're his children because something in us, there is this witness that comes. But it came at the appropriate time in the fullness of time when God gives a word, when he gives a promise. May we carry it well, but wait at the appropriate time. Perhaps you're here this morning and you're still waiting for your miracle. Your breakthrough. Maybe it's a a sin hole that you've got, maybe it's an addictive pattern that, that you're struggling with, maybe it's a, uh, uh, you're pursuing reconciliation or restoration. Maybe you're still waiting on redemption. I don't know what it is, what it is you're waiting for. But in God's time, just don't give up. Don't let go. Don't quit early. In his time, it will come to pass. Can you imagine if Mary said, I've had enough of this whole thing. Nah, I've had enough. God chose her and he spoke to her because he trusted her. I wonder if God has chosen you and spoken to you because he trusts you. We're called to believe in him 100%, but do you know he also believes in each of us? He believes in us so much that he gave us Jesus. I was with a gentleman that's in our Ellenbrook congregation. who's now been in hospital the last four months. His name is Darren. We've been praying for him, Darren Sutton. I was there with Tom just on Friday and, um, Darren went into hospital with a stroke and he's been really struggling and he's had, he's had three mini strokes since he's been in hospital. And so we, he, he's there sharing how he's getting better. And then he's getting setbacks. He's getting better, but then he's having setbacks. Isn't this such a picture of life for us sometimes? And our counsel to him was just, we, we, we still stand together, bro. We still trust God together. We still pray. We still believe. We are not going to look at what happens here in the natural as the final authority. We're not just going to listen to our doctors, though we listen to our doctors because we have a senior physician. And we know that with the Holy Spirit, All things are possible with God's spirit. He's a holy spirit and he does holy things. What has God spoken to you? Don't give up in the fullness of time. God will come through. As we finish this morning, I'm going to invite the team to come up. And I just want to invite Holy Spirit to speak. Perhaps it's to remind us things of the past to inspire us, to challenge us, to motivate us, to believe again. But God has, it's as though he's got this table, this smorgasbord of things on the table for us. And he's saying, I've got this ready for you. Here are the promises that I have for you. All I need you to do is say yes, when I'm ready ready for you to take and eat. Will you say yes? Do you know what there is there for you? Do you know what I've promised you? Do you know what I've given to you? Don't give up. Don't let go. I'm with you. Would you stand with your feet? Stand to your feet with me, please. Can we just pray together? Lord Jesus, I want to thank you that you did indeed come into this world. Father, we need your spirit in this time to reveal, to remind To recalibrate. We come to you with open hearts. And we ask for you to speak and act. We ask your Holy Spirit, your precious Holy Spirit, to do what only he can do. Would you remind us of things that you've spoken, promises you've given, or perhaps we are waiting a word in this moment. We await a deposit of your word to impregnate us, that we can carry and wait for the appropriate time to see fruition. And in this moment, we declare that it's only in Jesus, and we speak Jesus, we declare Jesus, we promote Jesus, we honor Jesus over every situation, over every circumstance, over every promise, every word, we thank you.